Hello, this is Mark Evan Jackson. Thank you for listening to the podcast of the second annual Detroit Party, a live charity fundraiser at Largo at the Coronet in Hollywood, presented by Mark Orzeka and Laugh on Behalf, and benefiting the Detroit Creativity Project. It was a memorable night. The energy in the room and the love for Detroit were tremendous and palpable. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. We hope next year you'll join us in person. This year, the Detroit Party raised enough to enroll 60 more kids in the Improv Project. That means we are nearly one-third of the way toward our goal to teach 200 more students to improvise in 2015. To get the rest of the way there, we need your help. Please go to our website, dcpimprov.org, and learn more about the work we're doing with Detroit kids. Then, please make a donation. Again, it's dcpimprov.org. In the meantime, please enjoy the pieces you will hear here from Ali Willis, Sarah Watkins and Ben Montench, Paget Brewster, Thomas Middleditch, Martin Starr with Common Rotation and Jackie Tone, and host Keegan-Michael Key. Again, we thank you very, very much. Welcome to the second annual Detroit Party! My name is Mark Worzek. I'm the executive producer of Laugh on Behalf. <laughs> and we are an all-volunteer collective dedicated to producing live comedy events to benefit nonprofit organizations. Tonight, we present the second annual Detroit Party. The Detroit Party benefits the Detroit Creativity Project the DCP, and here to tell you more about that is my friend, you've seen him in 22 Jump Street, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Please welcome the president of the Detroit Creativity Project, Mark Evan Jackson. Please, please sit back down. Welcome to our podcast listeners as well. Good evening, I am Mark Evan Jackson, the president of the Detroit Creativity Project. Thank you so much for being here. The Detroit Creativity Project is a 501c3 nonprofit. Several of the founders are here this evening, actors, writers, directors, and musicians who all started their careers in Detroit. We came together in late 2011, alarmed by how funding cuts in Detroit's troubled schools had decimated arts funding. The DCP was formed to empower and inspire young people through the arts, in 2012, we partnered with YArts Detroit to offer a free 10-week course in theatrical improvisation to middle and high school students in Detroit. We are going to tell you, I'll be back to tell you more about that as the evening progresses and uh, about the project itself and about improvisation. But before we go any further, I think now is the time that we take role. Everybody sit the hell down. <sighs> okay, my name is Mr. Garvey. I'm gonna be your substitute teacher this evening. I don't wanna see no kind of pictures taken, no kind of photography taken. If you got a phone, you wanna take a picture, you wanna smoke it or whatever you're gonna do with it, do it outside. 
Let's see here. I heard there's some sort of performing arts school or something like that, so I can't wait to see all this Juilliard type shit y'all gonna do. <laughs> Cannot wait. <laughs> the hell, hell class is this? You know, improv, son of a bitch. Because <laughs> y'all play too much, that's the problem. All right, let's take this roll call here. Is J.Y. Nee, J.Y. Nee Kennedy here? <laughs> J.Y. Nee Kennedy? You? J.Y. Nee Kennedy. Thank you very much. That's startlingly appropriate. <laughs> Don't usually expect that kind of uh, cooperation. I, mean, I spent at least two hours a day wrestling students to the ground, so thank you, J.Y. Nee. Is Guilamo argue less? Guilamo argue less. If you don't answer, I'm gonna argue more. Where are you at? What? Are you here? You don't look like a Guilamo to me, but who am I to judge? Is me K. Wilson up in here? Me K. Wilson? What? Where you at, me K? Where you at? Where's me K at? What did you say? How's it pronounced? How is it pronounced? Thank you very much. I don't want no mess tonight. Had a hard day. Second graders were fucking me up. Mike, not my mic. Is Aubre Denzer up in here? I, I don't know what woo means. Is Aubre up in here? Thank you. <laughs> it went over school on me right there. Dana Kinan. Dana Kina, you'll get it in a second. <laughs> Lord, give me the strength not to jump up off the stage. It says D A N I. Dana. Is Dana Kinan in the house. Thank you. <laughs> Gave up quick. I don't <laughs> Where is Jeremia Woolsey at? Because I just got a feeling Jeremia Woolsey is a troublemaker. 
Is Jeremy and Woolsey up in here? What? Oh, here. Mm. I ain't gonna mess with you. You said here, is that how it's pronounced, sir? Jeremia? I'm saying what? Jeez, you were in the basement. He is in the basement. Jeremiah. You can have whatever name you want here. Yeah. <laughs> is Hai Yang Zhang here? What? What's your name? Hai Young. The first normal name I heard all night. <laughs> For the past 10 years, I have had the honor of being part of the Thrilling Adventure Hour. It's a stage show in the style of old-time radio, the crowd favorite of which is a segment called Beyond Belief. It is the tale of Frank and Sadie Doyle, two married mediums, the toast of the upper crust, and oh yes, they see ghosts. Sadie Doyle has a speech pattern so beloved and unique that fans have repeatedly said they would listen to her simply read from the phone book. Tonight, we bring you something close. Sadie Doyle reads lists. Types of herbs. Basil. Cardamom. Tarragon. Marjoram. Saffron. Dill. Parsley. Lavender, rosemary, cilantro, chervil, catnip, lemon verbena, savory, and coriander. There'll be more. Our flagship program, The Improv Project, offers kids a chance to practice a new art form, improvisation. But it also teaches some pretty great lessons about life, about taking risks, being creative, seeing mistakes as a chance to learn something, and most importantly, about how to communicate your ideas and learn something. We're thrilled to have you here tonight. Because of you, we are able to offer the class to 60 more students just based on this evening. Because of you, we are, uh, we, we're, that is, we are asking you to help us uh, reach our goal of uh, 200 more students in the coming year. We're nearly a third of the way there tonight, and we need your help. So please stop by on the table in the courtyard and make a donation if you'd like. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce the actual host of this show, a real up-and-comer. <laughs> if any indication of future success is having your name be part of the title of a show on Comedy Central. Please welcome a man I am proud to call friend, Keegan-Michael Key. What's up? They're all, they, 
when you guys were cheering at the top of the show, they were all startled backstage. I said, I'm sorry, that's how we do it in the 313. <laughs> we support each other unconditionally. And uh, I just wanted to, uh, you know, Jackson and, and Mark were like, they asked me if I would do this, and I jumped at the opportunity to do it because it's just one small way to give back to our city, uh, our dear, fair city, the city that I grew up in, I fell in love in, I tried to make better in my stay there, and I feel like any opportunity any of us has to do something for our beloved town, for the Detroit, for the straight. <laughs> Right? Because the king of France said, I need more beaver hats. Where are we going to go? <laughs> People have wanted and needed stuff from us for years and years. So I call myself a proud Detroiter. And I think that this, pro this, this project, the Detroit Creativity Project, is teaching a life skill that is so integral to, I think, new ideas and innovation. And when I think of new ideas and innovation, I think of our city. We're the place where the automobile was born. We're the place where suburbia started because we had a thriving middle class. We helped create a great deal of what is known now across this globe as the American dream. Detroit did that. So I just want to make sure that we all take an opportunity today to think of the greatest memories we've had of our hometown and how we can make it better so other people can have memories like that pour out and pour out and pour out as we go. This is a very, very fantastic and important evening for me because my professional career started in Detroit. The, oh, yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and I wouldn't be standing here talking to you now, feeling the love that you're giving the people here performing if it wasn't for the spirit of Detroit. So ladies and gentlemen, our next guest is a, a fantastic, fantastic musician. She's really amazing. Uh, she's a founding member of the progressive bluegrass group Nickel Creek. And, yes, all right. Mm -hmm. And you may also know her from the Watkins Family Hour. So here to perform some music for us are Sarah Watkins and Benmont Tench. Evening. This being a Detroit night, we thought we'd start with a little mariachi music. Cross is night, party lights are strong Knocking out the starlight from the sky The mid-September moon is come and gone You're laughing but you will not tell me why There's something giddy hanging in the air some sort of mixed confusion and delight Like we're all here but maybe not all there It trips me out but I don't really mind Come on baby let's dance away the soles of our shoes Oh yeah Till the roof of the world kicks through
hope you keep me guessing to the end Shake that rhythm deep into those baby blues Oh yeah, till the roof of the world kicks through
We're very, very happy to get to be a, a small part of this show tonight. I was so grateful to be invited. Thank you guys for having us. And we'll do one more. This is, um, this is another one of Ben Monster.
Watkins and Ben Montench, ladies and gentlemen. So beautiful. Ben Montench, this is amazing. Ben Montench is an original heartbreaker, as in Tom Petty in the Heartbreakers. It's the original keyboardist for it's still, it. Still, it, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, that blows my mind. The next person I'm about to introduce is this is ridiculous. I'm a passionate person about Detroit. This person is super passionate about Detroit. She's a native Detroiter. She is a Grammy winner, an Emmy winner, a Tony winner, and a Webby winner, more importantly, most importantly. This woman, this woman wrote September. Earth, Wind, and Fire September. She wrote September. She, she wrote the music for, for The Color Purple, the original, and it, it's ridiculous. She, she wrote the theme for a little show you might have heard of called Friends. <laughs> and she's about to be here for us right now. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Miss Allie Willis. My paid friends can sit down now, so. Um, okay, uh, for those of you who have never heard of me before, which I'm sure is most of you, uh, yes, in fact, I wrote that stuff. Um, I'm also uh, an artist, a graphic designer, an animator, a director, producer, collector, party thrower, uh, but mostly known for my music. Here are some of the songs that I have written. Detroit-centric song I ever wrote, and uh, that would be... So it's 1984. I am in my very first songwriting slum since I wrote... Dece uh, I almost said December. December. <laughs> 
that is because every December we get calls, can we change September to December and use in commercials? Anyway, so that song came out at the tail end of 1978. And from that point on, I was getting over 100 songs cut a year, which meant I was writing three, four, five hundred songs a year. I was a complete machine. And um, I was getting very bored because to be on the radio, basically you have to write the same song over and over again. <laughs> so I had started painting and doing sculptures, getting into video, all this other stuff. When my publisher uh, asked me if I would write with this new kid that they had signed named Danny Cimbello. Now, I was at a point in my career where I purposely wanted to pull back because I was bored, but you inevitably get to the point where people stop calling. So that's you know where I was at. So they told me that Danny was 17 years old, but he had already been in Stevie Wonder's band for two years. I was about 75 at the time, so. <laughs> Um, but they, you know, and I said, yes, okay, I'll do it. But they waited uh, until I said yes to tell me that he had never written a song before. And I figured out that the only reason that he got this deal was because his brother, Michael Cimbello, the year before, had written the biggest song of the year. She's a maniac, I didn't write it, that's all you're gonna hear. So, um, so I, you know, they figure, so the talent's gonna trickle down to the brother. So I, you know, I figure, you know, my confidence is gone already. And they're sticking me with the fucking brother. I'm not even with the real guy. So we are supposed to be we're supposed to be writing a song for a film called Streets of Fire. Have you seen that film? <laughs> this was Joel Silver's first film in which a very cute guy, really cute girl, and a back, black uh, doo-wop band are the only people to escape a nuclear holocaust. <laughs> and they're all on a bus riding out of town. So we're supposed to be, of course, you know, the blacks are happy and singing. So, um, you know, we're supposed to be writing a song for them. So now I have like a dumb as fuck movie. I'm writing with someone who's never written before. And so um, the only thing I say to Danny when he comes in is, I only have an hour and I put a timer on because I'm not wasting time on this shit. You know, he's never written before. So I tell him to play the tritest 50s bass line he can think of. That sounds a little bizarre, but yes, that's cool. That like a now I can hear a melody to anything, a clock ticking, a fork dropping. If one of you were to drop dead, I could write to the clunk. <laughs> so, and it's a very autobiographical song. So I'm singing. And the words are tumbling out because I'm at this very stuck place in my life. So first verse is, I don't want to take it anymore. I'll just stay here locked behind the door. Just no time to stop and get away because I work so hard to make it every day. And when it's time to change, you know, when it feels like the music needs to go somewhere, I yell change and he goes, 
thankfully did not go there. What the fuck? Okay. And also, Neutron Dance is so fast, it's 160 beats per minute because Danny was terrified of me. Like a normal up-tempo song is like 120 beats per minute. So, anyway, we wrote the music in 32 minutes, which left 28 for the lyric. <laughs> I was seriously timing this. So, anyway, as we're writing, I look out the window and I see these two kids trying to pick the lock on my 1962 pink Corvair. <laughs> and so I race outside. And as I'm running through the living room, I yell back to Danny, someone stole my brand new Chevrolet. And I get the kids away. By the time I'm back in, I have, and I work so hard to make it every day. So I'm looking down because I have no memorization skills. I just want you to know. So anyway, we finished the song. Danny is gone in 59 minutes. And we had everything except for the title. We knew it had to be about nuclear holocaust, so I'm on fire, uh, you know, the burning, exploding, you know, something, something. And so we finally, we got to, I'm just burning, uh, 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 uh. Now, somewhere in those uh, uh's, the title had to be. That was the prime spot in the song. So, but we just couldn't get it. I was not going over a minute, an hour. So that day, we left the title as, here it comes, I'm just burning on the barbecue. <laughs> so, so for three days, for three days, this song remained as barbecue. But I knew, you know, this is not the right title. I know it's not. And then I don't know how this appeared, but I was driving down the 405, I'm passing the Skirball Center, and literally, like it was a neon uh, sign, I see Neutron Dance. I have no idea what the fuck Neutron Dance meant. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck what Neutron Dance meant. It was a fucking great title, and that's all I care about. Now, it was, however, miraculous. Well, wait, I should say this. Well, I should say this, or this line won't make sense. Um, <laughs> Neutron Dance was not accepted for Streets of Fire. This was not a surprise to me. It was a piece of shit song we wrote in under an hour. So, but it was miraculously recorded by the Pointer Sisters. <laughs> And now the pointers were at the peak of their career, so this was a great thing, except for the fact that they had already chosen five singles to be uh, off of the record. Now an average album at that point would have two or three singles. So the song wasn't dead, but it was just slightly better than dead, you know, but it was on the album. So a couple months later, I get a uh, package in the mail and it contains a cassette and some sheet music. And it's of Neutron Dance. And there's a letter, it's from Jerry Bruckheimer. And he had a new movie he was doing called Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. 
and they had used Neutron Dance as the temp music. Most of you probably know what temp music is, in case not. It's when someone does not want to pay to use you know, a song that they think really fits in the movie great. So they send out the song to a zillion songwriters and tell them to copy it. Hence you get things like Ghostbusters and stuff like that. <laughs> so um, anyway, so they're sending it. They're sending it around to all these songwriters, and I am so sick of my friends telling me that, hello, Andre. This was supposed to be a song. And that, was, that would have been funny if it was timed right, but it wasn't. Okay, so my friends, Um, you know, my friends, they're all calling me. They're... Oh, shit! Don't get to the class. I can't take the class. Okay. So, um, I called Danny, who by now was a very good friend of mine. And... And um, I said, we should rip ourselves off. So we took Neutron Dance, we stripped everything off of it except for the drums. And then started adding these instruments back in, slightly changing melodies. Uh, literally, we wrote almost the exact same song. If in a lyric, one had a roof caving in, the other one would have a wall cracking. If there was like a, a bill collector in one, there'd be a landlord in another. And um, we handed this song in. This time, we heard nothing back. No surprise to me. It was, a, you know, it was based on a shitty song, which made it even shittier. <laughs> so, and now I've sunk so low, I'm not even getting a call back. So a few weeks, though, before the film's supposed to come out, I do get a call. And they tell me that Jerry Bruckheimer has gone into his garbage can looking for a cassette to tape over. Because back in the day, especially if you were in the music industry, you'd have so many cassettes, you'd throw them out. Inevitably, you would need a cassette. You go into the wastebasket, and you know, you play two seconds of it to make sure you really meant to throw it out. So he picks up this tape that his screener had passed on, and he hears two seconds of it, probably six seconds of it. <laughs> and uh, he loves the song so much, he puts that in the movie. And that would be... Okay. Now, and that was sung by uh, Miss Patti LaBelle, who discovered me. She uh, discovered me, Bonnie Raitt discovered me, but Patti LaBelle was the first one to actually start doing my songs regularly. And um, Neutron Dance ended up staying in as well because Bruckheimer didn't find anything else he liked for that position in the movie. So a couple weeks before the film opens, I'm invited to a small screening in his office. And you know they said there's just like four or five people coming. And I'm thinking, how good could this movie be? It's got these two shitty songs in it that I wrote. <laughs> and true. But, 
but, you know, I'm walking through the Paramount lot, and I see these Beverly Hills cop posters all over the place, and I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe, maybe this is, like, going to be something. So I go, I sit down, opening scene, bang, right out of the box, a neutron dance. And there's an 18-wheeler truck careening through a city, and I realize it's Detroit. And I get very misty-eyed because I love my hometown so much, I cannot tell you. And, thank you. And on the line, someone stole my brand new Chevrolet. The truck that Eddie Murphy is stowed away in the back of slams into a Chevy, like on that word, Chevrolet. And on the line, I'm just burning doing the neutron dance. The truck sideswipes a whole row of cars that burst into this nuclear holocaust of flames. And now the tears are like streaming <laughs> down my face because we didn't even write this shit for this movie. And it's fitting, you know, it's fitting like perfectly. And, and maybe I'm going to be rescued from my slump by, you know, something that takes place in my hometown. So everything's cool, but then Stir It Up comes on. And this is in a scene in the movie where Eddie Murphy is walking down Rodeo Drive for the very first time, and he starts laughing at the way men, specifically gay men, dress in Los Angeles. And he is wearing a T-shirt that says, Mumford. And I burst into tears because I went to Mumford. Thank you. And Jerry Bruckheimer comes racing over to me and he goes, you know, what's wrong? Because it's a comedy, you know? And, and we were like the first people seeing this film. So, you know, so he's like panicked, you know? And I'm going, oh, I'm from Detroit, and I went to Mumford. And he looks at me and he went, I went to Mumford too. So, you know, now, um, hold on, hold on. I'm almost there, okay. So, Neutron Dance, the gift that keeps on giving. A, I got a Grammy for it. Even better, Pravda, which was the official newspaper of the communist government named me one of the most dangerous subversives living... <laughs> named me as one of the most dangerous subversives living in the United States because they mistranslated Neutron Dance as Neutron Bomb. True. And they said, I poisoned the minds of youth by preaching the inevitability of nuclear war. This is the actual uh, Pravda article right here, where uh, they refer to me as a merry grave digger. And um, they said that I had very subversive friends and they named Patti LaBelle because they said her hair looked like, you know, an atomic bomb. It's all right there. Uh, they also referred to me as Mr. Willis. Did I say that? Okay, they referred to me as Mr. Willis throughout. Uh, and I was singled out with Prince as being one of the two most dangerous subversives in rock and roll. 
and Prince got it for Purple Rain, which they said was synonymous with nuclear fallout. (laughs) So uh, I actually got to poison the minds of some youth when I went back to Detroit a couple years ago, and I conducted the Mumford Marching Band. Uh, There they are. Singing a medley, singing a medley of my greatest hits, while uh, at, the, at the theater that I really grew up going to all the time, the Fox Theater. Um, yeah! Uh, while the color purple was playing there. So the cast of my musical singing along with the Mumford kids, it was great. And we raised money for new uniforms. And this was the first time these kids had them since 1985 when Jerry Bruckheimer bought them for the premiere of Beverly Hills Cop. So that's full circle. So now, we're gonna pass out some lyric sheets. There are people coming down the aisle. They're gonna just, you know, hand you a stack and just pass them down your rows. Are you all giving out lyrics here? Um, While this is going on, this will only take a few seconds. Well, a few. Um, I just wanna tell you very briefly about a project I'm doing in Detroit. I've been working on it now almost three years. But we went back this last uh, September, best month of the year, and, um, uh, and November, and we recorded thousands and thousands and thousands of Detroiters uh, during 50 sing-alongs all over the city for a theme song that I wrote with Andre over here. Uh, and Mark was our uh, recording engineer. And, you know, we went from from giant football fields into delicatessens, into, you know, uh, a church, schools. We went everywhere. And so thousands of Detroit, uh, Detroiters and Detroit-born celebrities. And it's a song, multiple music videos, and a feature-length hybrid documentary on human spirit as seen through the people of Detroit. Uh, And it does not have one broken window in the film. So, all right, everyone got your lyrics? All right, Neutron Dance, here we go. Just no time to 
Something else, right? That's a jewelry to try. I love when I see sisters stand up and we just have church in here. Just, just having church. This is, that's good. Um, you guys know my partner, Jordan Peele, right? His, this is like a full circle kind of evening for me because Jordan Peele's father dated a pointer sister when he was a young man. Little, yes, a little, little fact for you there. Or, or a complete lie. It could be a complete lie. Who gets it? Just, I just wanted to do a callback where we didn't do the front of the callback. That's right. <laughs> um, folks, you know, the, uh, the, the Detroit Creativity Project right now is, you know, bringing improvisational education into schools in Detroit. And that's our big flagship project that we're working on right now. And, you know, it's always about, improv has always been about creating something out of nothing. And what we've been noticing back home is that the students as they're learning these skills, what's amazing is that they're creating new opportunities for themselves already just in school. And yes, it's really fantastic. And they're building up a sense of self-confidence, a sense of self-reliance, because really, at the end of the day, especially if you're an improviser, you know all it is is problem solving. It's just problem solving, problem solving, problem solving that's happening on the spot. You're doing kind of instant playwriting if you want to talk about it in an artistic way. But you can take these skills and apply them to just about anything you do in life. I think, it's, I think these skills are invaluable for someone who's going to work in middle management in their lives or do something in, in, in the business world or the corporate world. And we find that these kids keep on doing that. And they're talking about, they're starting to talk about their dreams and their future already. And we're talking about kids who sometimes have never spoken about these things or have never thought about what their future would be. And now all of a sudden that they are. So you are helping support that by being here tonight. And I think you should give yourselves a round of applause for that. 
Thank you so much. Okay. Okay, thank you. So I just spoke about the Improv Project. So here's the thing. We thought well, maybe we just do a nice little demonstration of how fun and interesting improvisation could be. So to help me with that this evening, please welcome our next guest, the star of HBO Silicon Valley, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Thomas Middleditch. What fun. Thanks for being here, Thomas. Put her there. Oh, uh, of course, I'm Thomas Middleditch. I'm the, the star of Silicon Valley. If there are any other Silicon Valley cast members here, they're not really the stars. It's just me. You can look for it in spring next year. Just after the... There's this uh, sort of Dungeons & Dragons show, uh, Gimbal, Gimbaltrons, or I don't know what it's called. Gimbaltrons. Yeah, we're right after that. So I just... It's coming on after Gimbal Trump. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I'm not a nerd. I don't get it. Uh, it's like, uh, it's called, I don't know, like Ding Dong uh, Medieval. I don't know. So look for Silicon Valley in the spring right after Ding Dong Medieval. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And, uh, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a rip and good time, folks. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. <laughs> ding, ding Dong I would watch a program called Ding Dong Medieval. i be quite honest with you. So, Thomas, uh, we're going to improvise. Of... We're going to improvise for you right now. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. Tom and I don't know each other very well. He's been on Key and Peele uh, uh, once, and, and we had a great time. But we're you not... could probably remember it. I was, uh, I was that curly-haired. I was Sasha Baron Cohen from the Les Mis. But, I, you know, it, I was heavily featured. <laughs> you saw me in the, in the music video. They were doing songs, and I came. I popped in. And they, but they, they, they moved right past me. Yeah, we should talk about that. Okay. <laughs> Discuss that later. Because um, it's weird. That's how you treat sort of like I don't know the lead of an HBO. Silicon Valley. Yeah. yeah. Sure. We'll, but we digress. We're going to deal with that later. <laughs> what, um, so so we don't know each other well, but that's okay because improvisation is it's it's kind of like a, a universal language. So, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. And you know, and we can sort of improvise with anyone because we're studied in it and. Through improv, you can, it's, it's sort of like a universal language. You know what I mean? Do you know? I agree. Um, yes, and. <laughs> yes. That's well done. Pretty fun. That's pretty good. It's pretty good times. Pretty fun. So here, what we're going to need is, uh, so we should probably just get a suggestion, right? Yeah, let's right? get a suggestion. suggestion I don't want to, so let's, let's get it from them, but let's, I mean, let's sort of narrow. Right. Let's get just the suggestion of the category to then pull from. Okay. Sort of later on. Oh, that, okay. No, I like this. It's going well. All right. Um, <laughs> so can we just get suggestions of categories that we could pull a suggestion from uh, like a minute from now? Tattoos. Places. places. Oh, yeah, places. That's... It's just, it's, okay. The thing is, with places, like, a lot of things occur in places. In places, it's like, so, we feel like we've done that one before. Yeah, you've seen that. You've we've seen done that, that category. Tattoos, I don't have, he, I, it's a strange tattoo. Where's that you small. say tattoos? I kind of, I just got this on last Did you night. Have a Be, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, that makes me uncomfortable. I don't want to do that scene. Why? But no, Why? I just don't want to do that on. scene. I, I, I don't, you're right. You're right. It's more too categories, tabby. please. Infectious disease is like... 
we just, what's that, honey? Pumpkin spice is way too specific okay. a category because I feel like the only suggestions we would get would be either pumpkin or spice yeah, 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 yeah. or maybe allspice or maybe car cardamom. Yeah. And then this, how do you write a scene about cardamom? This is fine. Like, I, thank you guys for coming and supporting this thing. But so far, these suggestions are stupid. Like, they're dumb. They're so, so dumb. We're trying to play to the top of our intelligence. The I, top, like... The, the, Wrote a little swastika on my arm in the hopes that someone would say tattoo. Dude, yeah. Um, and we're doing this is this is comedy. Good. trying to improvise. You know what? This is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna just do. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna physically. Yeah, 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 Just yeah. do a thing. Get out of your head. I'm get out of your head. Get out of your head. I'm just gonna. Okay. Just gonna get physical and do some stuff. Yep. That a boy. Do the doggy rubs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'm gonna do the physical thing. You jump in whenever you want. Here we go. Okay. I get it, I get it. Order, order, this is a courtroom and I'm a judge. Abstained, objection. Uh, order. What, the, what are you doing? It's a courtroom. How is it a court? I'm clearly an unemployed sales clerk in mid-suburbia Indiana who's just, who's, who's, who's mowing his berm no, with no. a Briggs and Stratton four-level engine. No, this is 17... 61, and I've got a big wig, and I'm saying, order, order, Tom, in a courtroom. Well, There's what ornate... the hell am I You're... Let's just I don't know, get... I wasn't paying attention forget, forget to that, forget that. That was, wipe that clean from your mind. We were better off doing a cardamom scene. Do whatever. Listen, here, just let's just get an occupation. We're going to get an occupation from one person, whatever the hell they say, whatever they say, that's what we're doing. Uh, that's like shooting ourselves in the foot, but whatever. With this crowd, I don't know. Okay, what, 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 what ma'am? What, how, what are we supposed to do with that? That's nothing. That doesn't Teacher, mean I, I anything. Don't, that's no, I can't. We're not doing that one. Stripper, hut, top of our intelligence. Guys, what are we... This okay. Is, okay. okay, I did a swastika. You're coming up with stripper? <sighs> this is so fun. Here we go. No, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's a scenario. We're making it up, but I'm telling you exactly what to do, but we're making it up. Here it is. This is what it is. I'm a guy at an ATM machine, okay? You are going to go over there. Uh -huh. You're gonna do your best impression of uh, one of the hosts of this show, okay? okay? okay. And one of those hosts would be Mark Warzeka. So you're gonna do a host of Mark Warzeka. <laughs> Wait, Mark Warzeka, okay. Mark Warzeka, okay. okay. No, forget that, never mind. Okay, we're not gonna. I just no, don't really know him. I know Mark Evan Jackson, I could do that. Uh, you're stupid. Why? Yeah. I thought we were friends. <laughs> Uh, this is, this is you. We've been friends for years. Yeah, Why are you did, teasing He me? did do that. He pointed to you and said, this is... Yeah. And then, put, and then I'm like, said. Thomas Middleditch is not a velociraptor. I don't know why. You're doing... I mean, I'm a human being, Mark, and you're very, you're very mean. Okay. 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 You know what I'm going to do? Okay. Allow a seasoned, trained, professional improviser to is. take over here. Okay. Here I'm just going to generate some ideas. Okay. Fast... Fast boy style. Fast boy. <laughs> it's a term. It's a term we use in the biz. Okay. And then we'll just go with, with one that, that, that clicks. Okay. Uh, we're co-workers. I love it. No, that sucks. Uh, okay, we're two train conductors. Two, two, and we're riding the rails. That's nah, good. That's bullshit. Uh, okay. Oh, that's... We're, we're nighttime. 
Like we're a night. We are. We are yeah, Twilight. That's okay. crazy. Okay, I know. We're two little spices on the spice rack with Harneman that's spit. Nah, because we just uh, we said no to it. Um, I'm a fart. You're a butthole. <laughs> nah, that's no, that one was nah, great. Nah, that nah, was gonna murder. I know. We're Top of the intelligence. Nah, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. I have Ebola. Now yep. you have Ebola. Okay. Yeah. No, no. Okay. We're doctors. We're yep. both doctors. We both have Ebola. We work together to cure it. Now we're cured and we're happy about it. Scene done. Many minimum men. Thank you, artists. Thank you. We've done it. We've improvised. of these United States, John F. Kennedy, Abraham Lincoln, Herbert Hoover, Polk, Millard Fillmore, Ulysses S. Grant, Rutherford B. Hayes, Kennedy again, Taft, Grover Cleveland, Obama, Barack Obama, <laughs> Calvin Coolidge, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, uh, no, uh, Kennedy, no, uh, yes, Kennedy, <laughs> and my favorite, John Quincy Adams. Ladies and gentlemen, not only is our next presenter my favorite comedian and actor, he is me. Once again, thank you for being here. And thank you for your love for Detroit and the students of the city of Detroit. I have to admit that, uh, as you might suspect, not everyone is as supportive as you are of the city of Detroit. And that as the president of the Detroit Creativity Project, um, I try to remain diplomatic. I try to, you know, uh, keep a stiff upper lip about it. But from time to time, I do get angry. To help me express that anger. I have brought a soon-to-be unemployed anger translator. My friend Luther. Hi. Detroit is a city on the comeback. It's gonna be a long road to hoe, ladies and gentlemen. A long ass road. Sure, but already great strides have been made. Long, long ass strides. Long ass strides. Like the, the stridiest strides. Downtown Detroit is, as you may have heard, be, being rebuilt. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Midtown near Wayne State University is being revived. Can't drive anywhere. College students all over the place with microbrews. It's crazy. <laughs> Craft breweries everywhere. Urban farming has become almost commonplace. I got a chicken in my backyard and I love it. <laughs> we are building a new international bridge. Go to Canada. A new walkway along the riverfront. Look at Canada. <laughs> and it is a great time for Detroit sports. The Lions just won a football 
about the one in Canada. Hell yeah. Still in all, the city does face hard times. Okay, yeah, yeah, I said it. Detroit remains the butt of many jokes. I mean, you know. Some of them are true, I mean, you know. It is a city that once held as many as two million people. We were the Paris of the Midwest. They actually called us that. Now the city has a population of around 700,000. Is that true? The reason... White flight. Well... Not all of you, but I'm talking to some white people. Now, the city has recently undergone a bankruptcy, which most agree is a good thing. Yeah, right. It's, it's one of them good bankruptcies. Mm. Yeah, you know. One of them, uh, one of them uh, what, you, what, what would you call it? They're one of them uh, on-purpose bankruptcies. Sure. You know. They do say it's good. They do. Well, I mean, of course it's good in the long run, but goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood has filmed many big-budget blockbusters in the city of late. Robocop! I was thinking of Batman versus Superman. Versus Robocop! (laughs) Can't get angry about that one, baby! Also, Transformers 4. Big-ass Robocops! And of course, the auto industry is indeed bouncing back. Oh, yeah. You are welcome. (laughs) Why are you taking credit for that? Obama, I ain't fired me yet. Oh, yeah, all right. You're Obama. Now, the current Republican governor of Michigan... This motherfucker right here. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, everyone is working together. Okay, yeah, we're coming together, everybody. We're coalescing. Yeah, you got to coalesce. Mm-hmm. Now, you got to absolutely coalesce. If you're going to do one thing, you should coalesce. The Detroit Creativity Project's flagship program, as we said, is the Improv Project. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir, motherfuckers! All right. It means the world to us for a few reasons. We believe in the life-changing, life-improving power of improvisation. That's right. Transform your shit! <clears throat> we believe as well that the children of Detroit are among its best hopes uh, for the future. That's right. I mean, who else we gonna pick? Everybody else left. Everyone else <laughs> We love Detroit, and as you might guess, Detroit as a city can use your love. Make love to us! Not what I said. That's, that's not what you mean. Not what I said. Make angry love! No? No. Okay. Sorry. I got excited. Thank you for your love of the city of Detroit. I, I love Detroit! Detroit is my... I, I love Detroit! I love Robocop! Robocop! You have three seconds to comply. Robocop. Robocop's my shit. Thank Robocop. you for your support of www.detroitcreativityproject.org. from the East-West Bowl on Comedy Central's Key and Peel. Tyroyal Smoochy Wallace. Jack Marius Tech Theratrix. Isaiah T. Billings Clyde. Javaris Jamar Javaris and Lamar. Devon Shaw Handel. 
Xmas, Jackson, Flaxen, Waxen. <laughs> oh, Zimitas, Bookshank. <laughs> TJ, AJ, RJ, backslash and forth, the fifth. Sadie. Everybody loves fudge. Everybody's talking about fudge. Ladies and gentlemen, oh dear, that was not me. Ladies and gentlemen, this year the Detroit Creativity Project will reach about 300 students in Detroit. But that is not nearly enough. There are still thousands of kids in Detroit who don't have any access to any form of arts education whatsoever. So we have some very ambitious goals. Uh, the first is to enroll 200 more students in 2015. And to do that, we need to raise $176 for each one of those kids. So you're helping us to do that by being here tonight. Now, we, we'd love for you to spread the word, so we would love it if you could tell everyone you know about the podcast, um, tweet about tonight, and, and mention us at DCP underscore improv. And on your way to the little room later, please stop by the table in the courtyard and pick up a postcard or a wristband and share it with someone you know who wants to support arts education. So if you can do that, that'd be amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, folks. Our last guest of the evening, you know him from Freaks and Geeks, you know him from the film Knocked Up, and he is the one and only star of HBO Silicon Valley. <laughs> but he is here tonight with singer Jackie Tone and his band. Please welcome Martin Starr and Common Rotation! Was it worth it? I remember a time when your eyes weren't furtive. You and the dime on the old man's money. You I fucking miss those times. On the old man's money. Dreams, it seems, weren't enough for you. And you were well on your way to make them all come true. Painting portraits of horses, family, and friends. Then at your first art show, I watched it all begin. You can die on the old man's money. I guess you can I really watched it all end. 
As usual, your eyes sparkled, then his wallet snarled. He said, are you the artist? Hi, my name's Carl. He held your hand and kissed it, then a creepy glance, you missed it. You talked for a while, too long. I stood and listened by the look in his eyes. I could tell you were his mission. He had to have you, which was a shock to my system. The vision nearly drove me blind. It damn near broke my eyes, cause he was an old fogey trying to poke your thighs, cloaking lies in the fucking bank account. He bought your paintings, paid a year's rent, and even left some for our savings. Now maybe you were right. And he had good intentions, or maybe you really were the newest piece in his collection. You can rely on the old man's money. Yeah, you can. You can rely on the old will man's money. It's a bitch, girl, but you can't do wrong. But you know it don't matter anyway. No, it doesn't. Say money, but it won't get you too far. Get you too far. You weren't always a rich girl. You probably think I'm sad about the way things happen, but to me it's just a funny story to tell my grandkids. We drifted apart, as the story goes. He won over your heart with jewelry and clothes, and what was I to do? I couldn't compete, I just watched it all happen and wallowed in defeat. Now you're swimming in money, like Scrooge McDuck, and you're wearing a wedding gown thinking you've grown up. But it's not that easy, you can't buy wisdom, and you'll never learn a goddamn thing if you don't listen. You can rely on old man's money. Yeah, you can. You can rely on Whatever. Old man's money. Now, when I see you and we grab a friendly coffee, your eyebrows don't move and your smile's kind of choppy. I can tell deep in your heart that you aren't happy. It just so happens I met my own rich girl. Irony. That's her name. We have two kids. We live in the suburbs. And we're very happy, are we? I love you, baby. Checkmate, bitch. It's a bitch girl, but you got too far But you know it don't matter anyway Sit my up, but it won't get you too far Get you too far Sometimes you meet a lady Who has yet to experience one of the most beautiful things in this world Oh, oh, is right. Sometimes you gotta give it to her. A deeper red than natural pigment would allow Leaks from her lips as she kisses her way down Red footsteps on my stomach, my skin like the sand I see the sunset in her eyes, feel the ocean at her Tides ebb and flow, goosebumps cross the land While my concealed weapon feels like contraband So I slow down my breathing and take heed to logic Cause passion runs thick in my veins and can be toxic Instinct says live fast until I've lost it As both heads bicker, I continue to kiss her While the Washington Monument grows even thicker She knows her hands slowly rising towards zipper Feel her humidity triple as I lick her Tongue touches fingertips, softly coaxing whimper As her tide rises, overflowing river Make my way through her mountains and down across the plains, each moan like candlelight, kindly guiding the way. Hit me. I'll take you there. Yeah, I'll take you there. I'll take you there. Play your cards right, I'll even take you twice. I'll take you there. And if you stick around, I'll take you day and night. I'll take you there. Come on, tell
out the world now, your whole body glowing. This ecstasy seems to leave your face frozen. If you could speak, I think it's say your mind's been blown by the path to enlightenment you've finally been shown. But who knew the route was so complicated to find the belated definition of belated? My lips on your hips, I felt you finally made it. Decades of hunger pains when you came satiated. It must have felt as sweet as you taste on my tongue. And I hope it goes as deep as your breath in my lungs. But just in case you ain't finished feeling the fun of my 99 problems, size ain't one. Hit me. Take you thrice. I'll take you. And if you stick around, I'll take you day and or night. Tom, in the, the crack of your ass. ass. I'm gonna eat you, baby. And you 
City, second annual Detroit party, presented by the Lago on behalf of the Detroit Creativity Project. God bless you. Thank you for making Detroit a better place. God bless you. Good